Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Last Sunday, I began this series on the culture of God's kingdom with a flyover of the Bible showing the kind of power God prefers to use. And while God can use any kind of power he wishes, his preference is love power. God seeks us out through his son Jesus to rescue and redeem us from our living by the world's standards of control power and to transform us so that we, like Jesus, will prefer and live out love power. Love power is the core principle of the culture of God's kingdom. Love power is to be the attitude and the lifestyle of those who claim to be rescued and redeemed by God's Son, Jesus. This morning, we will consider what Jesus teaches us about our role in the culture of God's kingdom. Let me set the scene for us. Jesus is in an unnamed village located along the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee. People have gathered around to hear him speak. He is right near the shoreline and finally moves into a boat where he sits down and begins to tell them many stories called parables describing the kingdom of God. Jesus begins with the story that was read earlier in our worship by Tom Smith. Thank you, Tom. Pray with me that in these moments, God will give us a fresh and helpful understanding of our role in the culture of God's kingdom. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, open our ears that we may hear what you teach us from this parable. Open our minds that we may understand what we hear. Open our lives that we may have the seed of your kingdom planted in us. Open our hearts that we may become passionate about your kingdom's culture. In the name of Jesus, our teacher and savior, I pray. Amen. Looking at a parable is very much like looking at a photograph. Most of us look to find ourselves in the photo. Nothing wrong with that. It's just human nature to look for yourself in a photo. And then some evaluations may come. Oh, I need to smile. Oh, boy, do I need to lose weight. I need to stand taller. I've got to keep my eyes open and look at the camera. So it is in many of the stories that Jesus tells. Where am I in his story? And then some evaluations may come, or some excuses. In this parable of the sower about the culture of God's kingdom, we can find ourselves, but that finding is not simply left to our personal interpretation. The story of Jesus is so important that he doesn't leave it for us to wrestle with on our own. The meaning of our role in the culture of God's kingdom is so important Jesus tells his disciples what its meaning is later in the same chapter of Matthew, chapter 13. Here it is. We are the soil. Listen to what Jesus meant about the footpath in Matthew 13, 19. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. 
Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Again, Matthew 13, 19. The first issue with footpath soil is understanding. When we do not understand something, oftentimes we don't give it much thought nor much time. So it's easily snatched away. I didn't get it anyway. Do I see myself as footpath soil? The second issue with footpath soil is receptiveness. Am I receptive to God, even if I don't understand? Do I really want to know him? Do I put myself in places and with people who can help me understand and know him? And the kicker, kicker question is this. Do I genuinely want to follow God's son, Jesus? In other words, am I willing to give up my way for his way? Am I like a footpath, not getting it and not asking for help? Is that me in Jesus' story? Listen now to what Jesus meant by the rocky soil in Matthew 13, 20 through 21. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Again, Matthew 13, 20 through 21. Jesus states that rocky soil people receive the seed with joy, but the rocks in their life allow no depth and they are unable to sustain the root for the seed to grow. When troubles come, like a rainstorm or a strong wind, the seed is uprooted. The roots will not hold it. When troubles come, like life circumstances or persecution for believing, the seed is easily uprooted. So what are these rocks? Jesus leaves that open for us to consider, and I've considered that many times. I've come to believe that the rocks are painful or challenging life experiences. These experiences become impenetrable. They're a coping coping mechanism to avoid pain. I harden up about that. I don't want to have to deal with it. Tragically, the seed is not allowed to do its good work in that area of a person's life. Here's a couple of examples. A person holds back forgiveness of someone who wronged them. That holding back becomes a hard, impenetrable rock in their life. The seed is not allowed to grow and to transform them. Or a person grows up in a large family. There are many siblings. There was a great struggle to get what they wanted at the dinner table, at a comfortable place in the car, and so forth. So they learn to fight, to demand, to push and shove for place. If not addressed... That becomes a hard, impenetrable rock in their adult life, and the seed is not allowed to grow and transform them the way God would like them to be. In a sense, understanding is still at issue with this soil. It doesn't really understand the importance of receiving the seed deeply in every area of life. Do I see myself as rocky soil? Do I have sustainable depth? Are there areas of hardness in my life where I hold back the seed of God from doing its good, gracious work? Am I fully and deeply receptive? Listen now to what Jesus means about the thorny soil in Matthew 13, 22. 
The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. Again, Matthew 13, 22. The issues with this soil are worry and wealth. Worry robs the soil of the enjoyment of the seed of God's kingdom culture as it grows in that soil. Wealth deceives the soil into a false sense of security based on what the soil believes it can do in its own right. So, the soil becomes seeded with many kinds of seeds, including the kingdom seed. But that seed of love is choked out by the weeds of my way and control. Once again, understanding is at issue here. The soil does not understand that the seed of the kingdom puts an end to worry. The soil does not understand that the seed of the kingdom is more valuable than any amount of earthly wealth. This thorny soil does not understand that it does not grow. It is only a place where things can grow, and it has too many things growing. So it worries, and it continues to accumulate more things that crowd out the culture of the kingdom of God. Am I a worried soil? Am I an encumbered soil filled with too many things? Am I receptive to God and his kingdom as the priority above all else? Listen now to what Jesus means about the good soil in Matthew 13, 23. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Matthew 13, 23. The good soil fully accepts the seed. The soil understands the value of depth. The soil has shed worry because it puts complete faith in the seed of the kingdom. This soil understands how valuable this kingdom seed is and is not distracted by the world's way of accounting value. Am I good soil? Is the seed of the kingdom and its culture bearing fruit in my life? The fruit of character, the character of Jesus found in the fruit of the spirit or the fruit of others, people who receive the kingdom seed that I am able to share with them. Jesus wonderfully helps us see ourselves in the parable as he describes four kinds of soil. Three of them are not a garden. One is, which am I? Which do I want to be? While we can find ourselves in this parable, there are four questions begging to be asked. Number one, who is the farmer that is sowing the seed? It's God the Father. God is the seed scatterer. Number two, who is the seed? In Matthew's account of this story, the seed is called God's word, Matthew 13, 23. In Luke's account of this story, the seed is called the word of God in Luke 8, 11. Jesus is referring to himself as the seed, the farmer, God, the father, the seed, Jesus Christ, the son. Question number three, where is the seed sown? It is sown everywhere. Two distinct aspects of the sowing. The seed is sown to every person, no matter their soil type. 
and the seed keeps on being sown. That is, it is sown again and again and again and again. The fourth question, what is it that grows? The soil does not grow. It's the seed that grows. Growth is the work of the seed. If the soil welcomes other seeds, the kingdom seed can be choked out. The seed grew, but the seed was kept from fruitfulness by other growing seeds that choked it. If the soil is shallow, the kingdom seed is easily snatched away. Excuse me. If the soil is shallow, the kingdom seed is easily washed away. The seed grew, but the rocks did not allow the roots to penetrate and hold against the storms of life. If the soil is hard as a path, the kingdom seed is easily snatched away. The seed didn't even have a chance to grow. The soil didn't receive it at all. But it's ironic to me that the spreading of seeds is often accomplished by the birds. They take the seed in at one place, like the footpath. They pass it out another. And even then, the seed will grow in the new place it's located. The seed is the growing agent. If the soil is completely open, the seed will not only grow, it will be fruitful. There's no accounting in the story for why some are fruitful at 30 or 60 or 100 fold. The point, however, was that the seed grew to its intended result. At that point, one might say that the garden was fruitful when the truth is the seed was fruitful in that garden. God founded the culture of his kingdom on love. Bible is clear. God is love. In the culture of God's kingdom, God gives people his seed, Jesus, his son. God seeks to grow Jesus in the life of every person. In the culture of God's kingdom, our role is to be receptive to the seed God sows in us, to Jesus that God sows in us to open up and receive Jesus in our life, to let Jesus root deeply within us, to give Jesus absolute priority over all things so that Jesus in us might become fruitful through us for others. My friends, you and I are the soil God wants to grow his garden in. Hallelujah. That is so exciting. What a gift. May it be so. Amen.